Cheese, cheese, cheese. I bet you you love cheese, but have you ever thought to yourself, how good is cheese for me? Hello, my successful and healthy earthlings. Me, Haila Ragushia, naturopath and fan of the Natural Health Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about cheese and exactly how good or bad it may be for you. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to give you an opportunity to join a health and success oriented community by clicking below and joining the newsletter. Welcome to the Natural Health Podcast, where we bring awareness to sustainable health in the business hustle space. Natural Podcast is perfect for the high-performing, business-minded individuals who want to work with their biochemistry to achieve success and optimal health. It's Wednesday, which means it's time for What Would I Do? In today's episode of Natural Podcast, we discuss this week's question. All questions are kept confidential and I read them and answer them as if it was me. Hence why it's called What Would I Do? The information provided is not to be taken as advice and it's solely for information purposes only. I'm not here to cure, treat, or provide medical advice. I'm here to educate and inform you so you will take steps towards optimal health. Please discuss any medical or lifestyle changes with your healthcare professional. Let's get into today's question. I love cheese and am addicted to it. I have been told I may not be good for me. Is cheese really bad for my health? What an absolutely great question. I love this question. And I love that you have actually said that you're addicted to cheese. Um, <laughs> I wonder how much cheese you actually eat and how long you've been addicted to it. But let's go look, before we ask those questions, let's go look into cheese, right? There are thousands of different types of cheeses. So it'd be interesting to see which cheese you're addicted to. So it, it's cheese in itself is high in sodium and fat, as we know it, right? And statistics have actually shown a huge increase of consumption in cheese from 1970s to 2009. So I wonder how much it's gone up. Now, you go into any aisle, any aisle at any shop and you see cheese, any shop you go to, you're bound to find some type of cheese. But not only some type of cheese, there are so many different types of cheeses. There's this cheese, that ghost cheese, sheep's cheese, there's this, there's that, they're fermented, non-fermented, there's even like the moldy, moldy cheese. And it's like a specialty. I think in some way, I think it is in, in Italy, in South Italy, there's a specialty where you eat like this really, really moldy cheese. And apparently it's like, you know, it's like so expensive and it's a specialty. No, thank you. <laughs> There's also, yeah, so look, whole milk cheese contains six to 10 grams of fat, um, which most of it is saturated fat. Um, and then we're going to, this fresh cheeses. There's also aged, matured um all different types of cheese, aged or matured cheese, a firmer in texture, processed cheese, spreads, and there's like non-dairy cheeses. So here I'm guessing that you're talking about dairy cheeses, not non-dairy cheeses, right? So let's have a look at what the connection is. So essentially, this is really interesting, and I want you to know this. So cheese has casein. When you digest casein, your body breaks it down into smaller compounds called casomorphins right they can cross the blood brain barrier and attach to dopamine receptors in your brain this is why i always tell people you're addicted to cheese because your brain is made to be addicted to cheese it's not your fault right it's it's perfectly made to be addictive okay why so that's what i just talking about it, it breaks down into casomorphins it can cross blood brain barrier and attach themselves to dopamine receptors and this causes your brain to release dopamine which is a neurotransmitter related to reward dopamine right action do things go 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 addiction right there are thoughts to have an important evolutionary process so there's a reason why casein which is found in dairy in cheese there's a reason why it turns into casomorphin and there's a reason why it increases your dopamine because 
its purpose in mammals by promoting a strong bond between mother and baby and ensuring that infants keep drinking their mother's milk. This is why it's addictive and it keeps going back for more. If the baby wasn't, didn't want any more of that milk, it wouldn't grow, right? But you're a full grown adult, I'm guessing. Now, the question is, is do you need to grow more and do you need to be addicted to it? So essentially, the more of these casomorphins your brain is exposed to, the more pleasure you experience, which makes you crave it, which makes you addicted to it. Okay, so that is an interesting way to look into it. So now you're asking, you know, is it bad for me? That's a really good question. Well, it depends on a number of things. Uh, are you lactose intolerant? Right. We'll go into the questions, but we're going to a few things now. Lactose intolerance, right? If you may have lactose intolerance, it may be bad for you because it can re- it can result in bloating, flatulence, diarrhea. What we need to understand here, it's called a tolerance for a reason. One day you may be like, well, it doesn't make me bloated. And next day you will be like, oh, I am so bloated. It all depends how much you have taken in a period of time that's why it's called a tolerance you may be able to tolerate 100 mils or let's say um, one slice of cheese you may be able to tolerate and you're fine you have three three slices of cheese and off you go you're in the bathroom do you have an t- intolerance do you have an allergy an allergy is a full-blown allergy um you know which wheezing diarrhea vomiting in most of these person can have an asthma attack eczema bleeding autonomia, anaphylaxis or shock this is hardcore right some people may be sensitive to casein and it can trigger inflammation throughout the body, producing sinus congestions, acne flares, skin rashes, and also migraines. Individuals who have migraines and headaches can also this can also be associated due to tyramine containing foods. A food diary is absolutely essential for this because what can happen is it can trigger a huge, huge migraine or a headache. Let's go into some questions that I may have for you to talk about. Is it bad or is it good for you, right? The question that I first have for you is, when did you start eating cheese? When was the first time that you remember eating cheese or putting cheese in your mouth? That's an interesting one. When did you start feeling like you're addicted? That's another one. The other one is, is do you have a lactose intolerance to it? Do you get bloating? Do you get diarrhea? Do you have any of that? The other one is, is do you, are you sensitive to casein? Do you have migraines and headaches? Are you allergic to it? Anyone in your family that may be allergic to it? Are you actually, do you have any side effects when you ingest dairy, when you ingest your cheese that you said you're addicted to? How do you feel after it? I'm not talking about just a few hours after it, even a day after, up to 72 hours after it, right? Two days, three days after it. What happens when you eat cheese? Do you suffer from migraines, headaches? Do you have acne flare-ups? Do you have sinus digestion, skin rashes? Are you overweight and obese? Do you have constipation or diarrhea? Have you ever stopped eating cheese? And what happened? Because a lot of people say to him, hey, you know what? My skin flared up. I mean, my skin got so clear. Um, my sinuses, I could breathe again. I'm like, when was the last time you ate cheese? They're like, oh, on the weekend. And what was it now Thursday? Four days without it. They're feeling absolutely amazing. So the question is, have you ever stopped? Okay. And what happened? What do you have with this cheese? Because usually this cheese is not really associated with so-called healthy food because it's on pizza, it's on burgers, it's on so many things that are not considered so healthy for us. So think about these things. There's so many other questions I can ask you, but let's have a look at what would I do, right? What would I do? Because I explained a little bit about cheese and so forth. So we've got 10 minutes here. I'm spending this time on you to get this question for you. What would I do? First thing that I would do is 
stop cheese if I have any side effects. Of course I would stop cheese if I have any side effects, such as bloating, flatulence, diarrhea, constipation, skin flare-ups, headaches, migraines, anything along those lines, right? Um, you know, sinus, especially sinus, sinus issues. Stop taking cheese and see what happens. Um, I know we've got a short period of time, but I'll give you a little story. I myself used to eat a lot of cheese, actually addicted to cheese, so I know what it is because all of us are addicted to cheese. Anyone who doesn't say they are because we're made to, like what I said earlier. But essentially, I used to have really bad skin conditions under my eyes, around my eyes, these milia they're called. And in addition to that, was overweight, obese, um, had skin issues, a lot of bloating and all those things. And I was like, didn't know what it was. I felt better on a vegan diet. I thought, you know, so many other things. And then I did a gene test and I found out that my genes cannot create the enzyme to break down lactose. I am 100% lactose intolerant and I had absolutely no idea. So this is the reason why it may be smart to even do a genetic test to find out. I didn't really have an idea. I know everything cleared up for me once I stopped consuming dairy. But I couldn't really pinpoint it to dairy when I was eating dairy. It was never really an issue. I had colonoscopy. I had um, you know, a camera down my throat. They looked at it. They just said, oh, it's inflamed. Why was my body inflamed? My body was inflamed because I was giving it something that it could not break down. And in my case, it was lactose. So here, what I would do is, is I would actually check out, are you lactose intolerant? Absolutely key. Stop it for four weeks, see what happens. Substitute, there's so many amazing substitutes out there. Coconut cheese, cashew cheese, nut cheese, and so forth. So just, if you really are addicted to it, check it out. There's so many alternatives. But remember, you are addicted to cheese for a reason. It's made in your body to be addicted to cheese. It's totally so-called normal to go for more but figure out how much do you need how much do you want and is it actually i hope that answers your question in regards to is it bad for me okay um, if you know someone who's absolutely addicted to cheese or will love this episode send this to them if you want to join a health and success oriented community jump on the natural health newsletter we send out such absolutely amazing research like i shared with you today amazing information like i shared with you today and also bonuses and specials from guests from products services that you will not get otherwise and it's only available to newsletter individuals who are signed up and remember the missing link between failure and success is your health Content and information provided here is opinion of Mahela Raguse and is for information purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to provide medical advice or take the place of medical advice or any current treatment you're undertaking. Consult your own medical professionals for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the Natural Health Podcast. It is advised that you consult your doctor or healthcare professional in relation to any health concerns you may be having. Mahela Raguse does not take responsibility for any health consequences which occur from a person listening, viewing, or reading this content. And in a circumstances, Circumstances Sheldon Natural Podcast, Mahela Raguse, any guests or contributors to the Natural Podcast, or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Mahela Raguse be responsible for damages arising from the information provided on the Natural Podcast. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Please note if you're taking prescription, do not stop your medication or start a new protocol, including but not limited to supplements diet, lifestyle changes without consulting a doctor or healthcare professional. If you or any person has a medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider or seek
seek other professional medical advice. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something that you have read or heard on the Natural Podcast or in any linked materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. Neither Mahayla Raguz nor the publisher of this context takes responsibility for the possible health consequences of any person or persons reading or listening or following the information in educational content.